Hi, my name is Adi. My name is Nagari. And we're way behind the times. Today we're going to be talking about something very interesting. We're going to be talking about English history, for, per se, and something relatively recent in the last 200 years. When I say recent, I said last 200 years. The topic is going to be about how the Windsor name, house name, came to be. Um, and that's the name of the current um, monarchs of the British throne. Exactly. And like, so um, they actually went through quite a bit of changes over the past 200 years. And relatively recently, you'll find that their names had changed. And how it came to be is rather interesting, right? Very interesting. And, and, and also we want to actually talk about why they had to change their house names and... and the reasons for uh, coming up with something like this. And uh, because it's happened the last 200 years, we thought, you know, people who enjoy watching the royal weddings and all that would be interested in knowing how the Windsor name actually came to be. So without further ado, let's start. Let's take it back. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Nagoni. My name is Adi. And we're way behind the times. We're a couple of history enthusiasts who love to talk history. Indeed, we are. So, before we uh, jump into things, I would like to actually go a little bit more back in time uh, on uh, the events that took place before we talk a little bit about the Windsor. We're going to go further back than we need to because, you know, we're way behind the times. Yes. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Queen Victoria. That's where the story starts. Uh, she became the queen uh, in 1819 when she was only 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And she ruled England till 1901. So, per se, she was enthroned for 63 years. And she was the longest reigning monarch before, in English. Before, before Queen Elizabeth. Before, before Queen. Of course, now Queen Elizabeth has taken over by, I think she took over like three, four years ago. But for a very long time, Queen Victoria was the longest reigning, reigning monarch. Um, and uh, in 1840, uh, she met this handsome prince from uh, German, Germany, <laughs> German, Germany. His name was Prince Albert of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha. We apologize if we messed that up. We yes. might have. Um, so one thing to note here is that Queen Victoria was actually related to Prince Albert. Um, they were cousins, They right? were first cousins. First cousins. First That's cousins. weird, but... Uh, you know, royal families tend to be a little bit incestuous. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've seen Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Same, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> same well, thing. see, they wanted to keep their royal blood mm -hmm. pure. Yeah. So that was the reason why they actually had to marry their cousins. And it's a normal thing. People have been even doing it even during the Egyptian times as well. They're like the... Uh, like in the Egyptian times as well, the rulers would marry their own sisters and brothers, and it just to keep the pure blood. But they going. were from different houses, though. Yeah. So Queen Victoria was from House Hanover, exactly. which was a German house as well, which makes sense seeing as they're related. But, um, but Prince Albert was from um, what was the name of it again? 
Uh, it was uh, um, Saxe Coburg and Gotha. Saxe Coburg. It's so hard. Gotha. It's like it's like a tongue yeah, twister so right there. Tongue twister in and of itself. Right? No wonder they changed the name. <laughs> but eventually, yeah. eventually the two got married, and when they got married, of course, like yeah. See, the thing is, usually, uh, if if you're if you're if if a woman is the heir to the throne, or per se the ruler. Uh, usually, it's it's said that they sh- she should be having her family name should be more prominent, right? But this is a very different thing altogether. They actually made a pact, I think, that when she got married to him, she took up his name, which is kind of uh, different, though, right? I don't know. I'm not sure actually. Like th- that's the thing too, right? Like there haven't been too many too many queens, female princes. Yeah, right. Yeah. So- well, there, I wouldn't say there, yeah, well, yeah. No, there haven't been too many, too many. like, too many ruling queens, right? Ruling queens. And so, as a result of that, like, how those situations tend to play out when they get married, it does lead to a unique situation, right? Yeah, but this, but, but, the, but honestly, before her, there were two more queens that ruled before, mm-hmm. like Queen Elizabeth I and uh, Mary the First. Yeah. But uh, sh- they, they didn't have to change their names. They kept the Tudor name yeah. going. But with her, it was just the first time that she had taken her husband's name, which mm. is kind of strange. Like, it's it's different. It was different for yeah, that. Yeah, I see it. And yeah. Queen Elizabeth II didn't do that either. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth II didn't do that either. So, it's, it's, it is kind of strange, though. But, like, but, but, yeah, going back to it, if you want to actually know more details about it, probably you could check out some online sources even they've made a movie on this called young Elis- uh, uh, young victoria actually played hmm. by uh what's what's her name again emily blunt yeah emily blunt i don't yeah know if anything you... about that <laughs> nothing about that but if but... you enjoy if you enjoy movies go ahead and check that movie out let us know what you think yeah <laughs> maybe i'll watch it and probably if you it. want us to watch it we will watch it and get our <laughs> comments on it next time <laughs> In the next episode. But yeah, going further. Um, so now you see the evidence of how this family name came. No, I wouldn't say the house name came to be. I wouldn't say family name. So she carried Saxe Coburg from 1840 till her death in 1901. And then uh, her son, uh, Edward VII, took over. And when he took over, he was pretty old, wasn't he? Nagoni. Yeah. I would say so. <laughs> you pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, man, you're funny. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. So yeah, he took over uh, in uh, 1902. 1902. That's when he was coronated. But he was in, uh, uh, he was enthroned for probably eight or nine years old. Eight or nine years, because I think uh, he was old already by the time his mother uh, died and. He didn't have enough time to rule, and then after he died, his son took over, George the Fifth. George the Fifth. Edward Seventh is not relevant in the story, by the way. But George the Fifth is the last monarch to actually have that name. His grandmother's name. Now, why would that be? There's um, if you if you've been paying attention to the numbers here. Um, you might notice that uh, George V's rule coincides with a rather tumultuous period in our 
in modern history. Yeah. Um, and that being the First World War. Oh yeah, or, you remember the World War One, World War Two? Oh my God! No, no, but like World War, World War One in particular. In particular, yeah. Like exactly. um, the Great War, the Great as War. it was called. Yeah. Um, and so, as you recall, it's a war between um, Germany. Um, well, we're gonna generalize this quite a bit. Yes. A German Germany, Hungary, Austria, Austria, Austria. Austria. <laughs> Pardon me. You were going to say Australia, weren't you? No, I was no. going to say Austria, <laughs> which is worse. <laughs> um, so it was a war between um, the German faction and the and the British faction, British faction in particular. Now, don't quote me on that. I might be slanted with my uh, British British uh, education there. Um, because Russia was also a participant in the war, right? Yeah, Russia was also part of the war as well. And, and they were um, they were allied with Britain. Of course, yeah, because the uh, at that time uh, Russia was ruled by uh, uh, Nicholas II, and he and George V were cousins. Mm -hmm. So they were actually they also looked really similar. If you take pictures of them, they had pictures of of, of them together as young adults. Side by side, they looked like identical twins. It's kind of scary though sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw a picture. Look, it's we're really... brothers from the, from different mothers, but <laughs> we look identically same. See, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> the the thing about this is that um, you have to understand monarchs are in a kind of strange position in this Dream. period of time. Especially seeing as there's a lot of a fall in the power of monarchs yeah. and a rise in the power of um, different systems. Different systems being, you know... Democracy. Um, autocratic systems, exactly. yeah. like socialist systems, things like that. Like, um, And so the ruler, rulers needed to be careful. Um, the opinions of the people mattered quite, quite a bit. Quite a bit. And also, the world was changing rapidly in the 19th century. Uh, after the Industrial Revolution boomed, the people started getting more educated, people having doing to do work and going to war. The war actually changed a lot. In, it changed the perspective of people completely. They, people started feeling depressed and upset and they, they felt that the rulers were the cause of a lot of issues that were happening right now in the world. Uh, we saw that in France and things were changing and um, in Russia specifically the people revolted against the monarch and Nicholas II was overthrown by his own people 1917 yeah in 1917 and um, we, we actually briefly touched on it yeah. um, last on our last episode yeah. and we're gonna briefly touch on it now and it really has almost nothing to do with the story except for that it's adding a sort of pressure to a monarch like George. And so George V is faced with um, with fears of being overthrown in such a way. Mm -hmm. And even though a lot of the power is residing within the parliament at this point, he still has to be careful about public sentiment. And oh, yeah. public sentiment isn't really in his favor. Yeah. And why isn't it in his favor, Addy? Why is it not in his favor? So let's just, let's just dig back in the situation of England right now. Not, not right now, like during that time, um, German immigrants were overthrown 
their, 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 they had their own settlements, their houses were burned down or plundered. And the reason that there was a hatred for Germans just because they felt, they blamed Germans for starting a war and they hated them. They really hated them with a passion. And it's something that's seen very often in war, actually. Yes. When you have when you have a war between two two parties, right? Um, immigrants tend to suffer quite a bit. Do. And um, that's even that's even a factor today. Like, um, look at look at a lot of the pressure that Muslim people are going through right now. Yeah. For example, and that's because you know we've been or the U.S. has been at war with them for a while. And that's that's a very broad statement. I mean, they went to war in Iraq, um, and there's a war on terror. But it's, but still, like, that kind of sentiment, um, it it's inbred in people, and especially when it comes to war, mm-hmm. right? War tends to rise, uh, lead to a rise in nationalism? Is nationalism the right word? Uh, nationalism or, or patriotism. Patriotism is the better, better word to use. Yeah, and so with the rise in patriotism, there's also a sort of dehumanization of the other side. That's true. And with that dehumanization comes despicable treatment. Yes. And, and the thing is, the funny part is that the people, the immigrants, German immigrants, they, they consider themselves like maybe second or third gener- generation ger- German immigrants. They feel that they're more English than Germans. And when they see their own English fellow people hating them, they kind of feel a little out, outside-ish. It, kind happens, of type it happens time and time again. And it does. Like, it's a... It's a reoccurring like, cycle about all like the, time. the Jewish people in like Poland, for example, oh, yeah. or like even like the Japanese in the, in a place like uh, Canada or yeah. the U.S. Like things things like this happen. We should do an episode on this. Oh, definitely. definitely. Um, sure. But anyway, the the point being that there were there were anti-German sentiments in Britain at the time, and George V came from a German house. Yeah, he's German, doesn't he? Practically German. He's not practically German. They've they've uh, been in they've been in yeah, Britain for a long time. Yeah, he's been in England the whole time, but he, he's yeah. German descent. But look at what look at the confusion that's going to be happening right here right now. Now he's smart enough to know that he's from a German family, and uh, and the people hate Germany, so he put two and two together. He's, uh, he was afraid that what his cousin went through, he didn't want to go through it too. And uh, with that being said, he had to do something about it. He had to come up with something to embrace, to say, I am part, I'm, I'm fully English. I'm not German at all. So to do that, he had to do something important. He had to change what word would he have to hold change? Hold on, hold on. Before before you uh, start with that though, yeah. Um, one of the one of the really cool things that um, we found when we were researching is that there's actually a plane named the Gotha GV, which <laughs> is a heavy bomber that was used to uh, bo- like used in bombing in uh, in actually in England, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is kind of insane because when you when you connect the whole thing. Then there's a plane that's named after named after the king's house that's attacking <laughs> the king's people, right? But but the thing is, George V had to do something about it, right? Yeah. He had to he had to tell his people to have confidence in in them in their family, 
and to embrace England completely, he had to do something and he had to change his name. He had to change his house name. He knew that was the only thing left to completely be emerged into England. So what did he do to try to change the name? His ministers had to come up with a different name. Yeah, he went to talk to his team and he asked yeah. them to come up with a different name for him. Yeah. Um, they he, listed some names, actually. Yeah. He also yeah. in like yeah, enlisted, had an order uh, ordering um, ordering uh, the his family to relinquish all German titles. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so the they there were a few names that were on the table, right? Yeah. Um, you were saying Tudor was one of the Tudor names? was one of the th- one one of the names that they chose, and because of uh, a great friend Henry the Eighth, he didn't want to have his name <laughs> associated with the <laughs> the scandal that that the Tudor house house of Tudor actually carried. Yeah. Kind of stinged over generations, even though they lived like four or five centuries ago. <laughs> it stinged over England for a very long time, so they didn't want to have that name. So uh, they started searching and searching, and they came up with something very nice and had a nice ring to it. It was called the Three, Two, One, the House of Windsor. So George V. Well, hold, hold on. Okay, okay, I'm gonna like, hold on. Um, the name had an association with um, the monarchy in Britain before. Yes, yes, it does. Right? Um, yeah. So, like, uh, through the Windsor Castle, for example, and, like, through the town of Windsor, the link was there. And so, like, it was part of, it was almost a part of their heritage, Heritage, too. exactly. And so it fit. It fit. So, once they changed the name, they changed the house from Saxe, Goldberg, Gotha, to Windsor, people started r- realizing that the king was actually trying. And they started celebrating. They started, you know, becoming a lot more calmer. They started, you know, loving the king. They're saying that he's the best king in the world or something like that. So George V, uh, they started having poetry saying George V belongs to us. They had, they started raising English flags. George V started going and uh, talking to the people, trying to be more intimate to the pe- to the people's uh, reasons and and uh, their issues that were going on during that time during the war, Great War, because England was going through some havoc back then, uh, and uh, things changed for the good when they felt that the name it was a new beginning for England and the English monarch per se. They had to sustain. They had to survive. And he felt that was the way to basically change. The only way to survive was to change his name. And so on to the fun facts. Yeah. Did you know that before 1917, the British royal family didn't have a last name? That's an interesting uh, fact, actually. <laughs> he, he already knew. <laughs> uh, um, um, basically, the royals don't need a last name. I mean, like, technically... It's um, Mountbatten-Windsor, yeah. which is a blend of the Queen's and her husband's surnames. But that being said, the uh, the British royal family, like, they live in the public eye. And so they don't need those types of things because they're <laughs> that well known. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of insane. Yeah. So I think this is where we basically end our episode, though, because... 
from now or whatever whatever queens and queens you see later they all started queens with kings and queens, <laughs> kings and queens. <laughs> but after George the fifth it was basically uh, who was after George the fifth it mm. was Edward the eighth and then Edward the eighth after Edward the eighth it was his uh, younger brother yeah he actually abdicated the throne. Yeah, he abdicated the throne because he wanted. He was in love with uh, an American, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. And wait, you can't, you can't like marry an American? No, apparently he, he she's, she's a lowborn. She's not pure blood. Uh, she's not royal. Uh, <laughs> he gave up his throne just because of I don't that. Know, like, what about, what about that Prince Harry dude? Prince Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, he yeah, same situation. That there. girl from Suits. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Uh, well, ooh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean the the. The second yeah, but like, but he's well, the second son. He's the second he, son. He, he's, he's like fifth in succession yeah. now too. Like. But it's a thing. It's it's it, it, see he his he marrying uh, an actress wouldn't make any difference because he's just a second in line in succession. Yeah, but like, so, what if what if he ends up on the throne? Then would it be a problem? I, uh, I, I wouldn't know. I, I think know. things have changed over the years, man. <laughs> I think it's now more relaxed. I, I mean, a hundred years <laughs> is not that long a time. It, like Queen yeah. Elizabeth has been ruling for most of the time. Sixty-five years right now, right? I, most of the hundred years, something uh, insane. That's insane. Let me. Let she's me, been yeah, sixty-five since, years exactly. She's been ruling since nineteen fifty-two. Yeah, nineteen fifty-two. So yeah. she's six. Yeah, sixty-five years. And she's in her 90s now, right? So, yeah. She's really old. So, yeah. So, I guess, um, yeah, George V was the uh, start of the Windsor name, House of Windsor. House and of Windsor. That's how the Windsor House came, came to, to be. be. If you like our episodes, please check us out in our SoundCloud page. We have lots more episodes and we would love if you could hear them. Please. Um, comment. Let us know what you think. And next time. On Way Behind the Times.